Hello and welcome to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. I'm Anna. And I'm Ellen. And this is episode seven of our podcast. Woo-hoo. Although it's sort of like episode eight, just going to let you guys have a little secret. <laughs> We're doing this again <laughs> because we recorded this already last night or so we thought we did. Yeah. But I didn't record half of mine, and then Elle's audio mysteriously vanished as well. So we are, this is take two. Yes. Take two of episode seven. Take two. 7.5. (laughs) 7.5. Which is going to be better, better than the first time. This is a rough draft. This is the final draft. This is going to a publisher. That was like preseason testing. You know the last episode exactly that you'll voice. never hear, and this is this is the real deal now. Yes, We're racing. Not, not that we and, don't yeah. want you to hear it. You ju- it just literally <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. No, it's it's a figment of our imagination. But although I definitely think we recorded it, or I recorded half of it, <laughs> I yeah. didn't record the whole thing, which was what started this whole problem. Anyhow, uh, let's get to things right away so that we can not have to record this a third time. God forbid, that would be <laughs> awful. <laughs> I could say no, no episode. Yeah, there's probably not going to be it. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a sign. Yeah, that that's going to be it. So if you're hearing this, yay! Um, <laughs> so um, quick housekeeping things. Uh, I feel like we're always forgetting to remind you guys to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening. So I just wanted to ask you guys to do that if you haven't already. Um, it's super easy to do on most platforms. Just either give us five stars, or some will allow you to like write a review. So do either one both anything you can um because it really helps us out it'll help get the show in front of more listeners and the more listeners we have the more cool things we might be able to do etc so help us out yes wink wink yeah wink cool wink. things nudge nudge wink, wink. <laughs> i don't know what cool things yet but i'm guessing that if we had like hundreds of thousands of listeners that there'd be something cool we could do i have many so, ideas i have many yes yeah, yeah you know make, make it happen for us um so uh, also quick shout out to um a listener who sent us a direct message on twitter um she's in the netherlands actually which is kind of cool um hopefully she's not a super huge max fan because as everyone knows we're not but she let us know that she enjoyed the show and uh, that, thank you very much and she was suggesting that we also put it on youtube which uh we want to kind of ask what you guys thought if you have any thoughts or feelings on the matter um, tweet us at racing underscore incident or you can send us an email also to racing incident pod pod at gmail.com um, do you want to see us on youtube well you know let us know yeah uh, please do yeah um, you'll actually be seeing us on youtube by the time you hear this it'll probably be out uh, we did um, a thing on youtube with cameron who's a super cool guy and has a channel about F1 stuff, and uh, he uh, he talked to us recently, so we'll we'll let you know about that when we can. But do you want to see us on YouTube every week? Let us know. Yes, let I us don't know. know. We're kind of you know uh, we're undecided, so help us make this important decision. Um, and then also just very quickly, uh, Mike, uh, who is the host of Pit Lane Parley, which is a cool show that you should check out. They cover IndyCar and F1. Um, he listened to some of our last episode where you may have heard us like uh, <laughs> sort of making fun of IndyCar, not the drivers, but the announcers were talking about how like the race at Barber in Alabama was it like, oh, that this is a really challenging track and they're going to be like, this is, you know, super hard because of all the turns and it's fast and all the G-forces, you know, and I was like, 
you know, I think both of us were like a little bit like, come on. Yeah. Like it's so much worse in F1 and blah, blah, blah. But Mike reminded me that they don't have power steering in IndyCar, which. Yeah, which I totally forgot about. So he's yeah. he's right. We stand firmly yeah. connected. So now that. I feel really bad. <laughs> I don't. But <laughs> but it would have been very, it would be very challenging. <laughs> It's it's interesting that I would expect that I would expected me to be the remorseless one actually, but it's actually, yeah, made a mistake. Whatever. L just seems really sweet and like nice and everything, but apparently a little bit of evil there. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) No, it's you know, I mean, we made a mistake. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, and it wasn't really even like a mistake per se. I just sort of didn't take that into account. Yeah, you know that that it would be much harder on a track. Um, like that with when you don't have power steering and you really have to I mean that seems hard to me in general um, you know how how they do that so well I was I was telling you yesterday in when we recorded this podcast um, <laughs> right take this one this is going to be a re- reoccurring theme in this episode so I'm going to be like what did I say yesterday and what did I not say and then I'm going to be like yeah remember when I said that in that episode and they're going to be like no that does not exist um Yes, but I, as I was telling you yesterday, when I was learning how to drive, I was in my, you know, driver's ed class, like in the car, yeah. and I, I think we were doing like three point turns, and mm-hmm. as I'm doing this turn, the power steering went out on the car, <laughs> and I had no idea what that even was or like what was going on. What does that actually feel? What is it? It just locks and like you it can't just kinda turn like the wheel. It just kind of like locks up, and like I couldn't I, it. It's kind of like you could still turn it, but like not really. Or not, what? yeah. You, it's like it's really hard. Like you really have to put like the effort into it. Oh, and I think wow, because okay. there's like a little bit of resistance in it because it kept. Yeah, you could like feel the power part. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wow. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And wait, so, that must, wait, so that must be that's what they're doing like in IndyCar like the entire time. I guess. I think. Yeah. Although it has to be easier. It has to be easier to turn the. Otherwise, it would be like impossible. Yeah, like even hooked up yeah. to like the con like to even have power like this was like yeah. part of the problem was that it like it it's hooked up to half power so it was giving me like resistance in that way um mm-hmm. and i had no idea what was going on and the <laughs> instructor is sitting next to me he's like what are you doing like just yelling at me <laughs> because i'm not turning the car and i'm like i can't i cannot turn the car and she like reaches over and i was like oh my god the power steering went out <laughs> and so we had to like together I'm like offended on your behalf that they didn't believe you, you know, like they thought yeah. they thought you were like incompetent, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, but we had been driving the whole time, like for a whole hour before then. Like, yeah, I was turning the car before this. What did you think was happening? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, big up to all the IndyCar drivers because that does not seem easy. Um, yeah, really tough. And like big up to so one IndyCar driver in particular that we oh, wanted to my god. Yeah. Uh to like praise a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, this is just insane. Um Insane. Insane. If any everybody needs to go watch a clip from this past IndyCar race this past weekend at um, I think it was called, it's called the Indy GP. It is called the Indy GP, yeah. It's and like before the Indianapolis 500. It's a, right. They do the um, uh, road track that's part of the circuit there, the non-oval part. Exactly. Which F1 at one point raced on. Yes. Uh, 
which we did talk about yesterday. But <laughs> now, now again, I can pretend like I know all about it because we talked about it last night, and I was like, "Oh, what happened there?" And then, of course, I did sort of know about it. I yeah. used to know that that was that was at the track where it happened. Where if people don't know, it was a famous. What year was it? Two thousand and five. 2005 right they had uh there were like some kind of tire issues because they had different tire manufacturers at that point it wasn't all Pirelli like it is now and and it was like only like six of the cars or something like that Mm -hmm. ran the race and it was a huge disaster and apparently that's why F1 can never go back there again I mean I hope that one day they get over that because it's not the track's fault it was no it's F1's fault it's a tire manufacturer's fault right right it's not the track's fault they should not hold it against the track and they should go there primarily because for us it's only like three hours away <laughs> and we would be able to go to that no I think that they should go there because it's it's not I wouldn't say it's the most famous racetrack in the U.S. that's one of them for sure one of them for sure I think Daytona is probably the most famous I think that the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has that heritage and totally it it just think I just think it would be it, it's where they need to go. I think that's yeah. it's a kind of a tragedy that they're not racing there. It is. It is like that. That like that one is. You know, there's a lot because there's a lot of cool tracks in the U.S. that aren't fit for. You know that maybe even if they could get um, they aren't fit according to yeah. But know. I mean even but I mean even not the track not even just the track itself but like the facilities and whatever that there isn't sufficient. It's out somewhere in the middle of nowhere where um, it would be. It, it would sort of almost ruin the track in a sense in order to make it like ready for for what they would need an f1 race to mm-hmm. be um and so but but the but that's the point is that that's not true about ims at all like they know that that's they're ready to because oh like, they host I mean, major races the indy 500 oh, is yeah is insane insane so yeah so there was uh, so the race this past weekend like honestly if you're not watching IndyCar like I don't know what you're doing with your life like especially on a non-F1 weekend if you're primarily an F1 fan cool but like at least check it out yeah. like when there's not an F1 race that weekend like for sure because and it's it's pretty good go watch <laughs> the highlights from this past race and watch Colton yeah. Herta we didn't even say the guy's name Colton Herta yeah his insane move this weekend Oh my God. I, I can't even describe it to you because I, I, I can't. I think he it, turned he's his hands. He's the drift king. Yeah, drift king turned his hands like 360 thrice. I don't know how he did that. I really don't. I don't like, either. I, so, it was so it was a if you, you know people didn't see it. It was a wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry race. You know, and and uh, so there was of course a lot of <laughs> incidents, a lot of people sliding off the track, a lot of people you know, and and Colton at one point almost slid off the track. But then he like went like sideways in a way like this is not like these cars are not meant to be able to do that. I have no idea how we kept the car on the track. I don't know. I don't know. He's but, you know, that's something that people talk about. Of course, Colton is being a, you know, really amazing talent. Uh, there's, of course, uh, I'm sure people some people would know his name, even if you don't follow IndyCar, because he's going to be doing a testing program with McLaren, you know, and he's been talked about if if, if Mario Andretti were to get into F1 um, because he drives for Andretti in IndyCar right now, that he would probably be one of the drivers in the F1 seat if they get a team going there, which is an open question still right. <laughs> at well, this point. And but. then also, I think part of the problem is that he doesn't have an FIA super license, Yeah, which is a yeah. whole 
whole, which we could talk about another episode because it yeah, seems like a whole annoying. mess. Not the best system, it seems like, yeah. And also that's why I was like, oh, you know, like the FAA claims that these tracks aren't <laughs> safe enough. But like, do they really care about safety? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I just think that they have an inherent bias against American. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, against like American tracks. Well, American they don't drivers. have a bias against our money. They don't have a bias against our money. <laughs> but they do have a bias against American drivers. And yeah. Um, I think that they, I think there might be something to that actually, because I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring up again, fortuitously, since we're recording this (laughs) a a day later than we normally would have. um, There was a story, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a story, uh, I don't know where this came from. I I hate, I hate reading stuff about F1 sometimes because like as a journalist, as a former journalist, it drives me insane, honestly, that like there'll be a story about something on some website and, you know, and they don't link to where this like what the original story was because like they're not you know these a lot of these sites are just like aggregating stuff they're not anyway sorry it's no a, one it's a this, trust sure. me bro source yeah it's, it's right but when there's i mean there's actually like well, there's a quote from a driver or whatever like oh. i know they can't be making that up you know yeah so um so obviously yeah if it's stuff that's like sketchy or or, or even like people um or there's like a lot of the i mean of course they're not in english anyway so that wouldn't help me but like when there's stuff on a lot of the italian websites it's like a running joke like that's probably not true <laughs> like they're very they're very excitable over there you know they they're very uh quick to like uh yes. put something up there and it might, might not be true um but this was um something george russell apparently i don't know the circumstances again i wish i did in which he was having this discussion with whoever or when he was asked about this but like the quotes were like um, you know, he's like, yeah, I don't know about an American driver coming into F1, basically. Like, I mean, this is not a this is not the exact quote, but it was like he was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you know, we are the pinnacle of motorsport. And if an American driver were to come in, you know, they'd have to be, you know, they'd have to be good. Like, basically, that was the, that was like the vibe. How? <laughs> Like, I know, I know. Okay. I know. Like, I'm like, if I were Colton Herta over there, I'd be sitting there going, yeah, okay, fine. I would be like, but did you see what George I did? Russell's ass. That's what I hope. I know. Well, like, I mean, like, George is very good. And actually, like, I felt very disappointed, honestly. Yeah, that's disappointing. That he said yeah. these things. I was actually quite disappointed because. Yeah, because normally he's like, like. He's usually very measured and yeah. very, you know. They call him PR sixty three for a reason, you know. Yeah. Um. And well, so I was, yeah, I was like surprised almost. But I guess this is like the type of thing that's acceptable is to like say that American drivers are probably no good, <laughs> and we don't know if you know. Like he was, he was saying that like, mm-hmm. it, you know, the the thing that I found aggravating was that basically he was making a similar comment to what someone might make about a pay driver you know that like well it should be based on merit it shouldn't be based on how much money a person brings and he was saying it should be based on merit not on someone's nationality you know and (laughs) i mean i also was kind of sitting there thinking like what is like joe guan yu gonna think if he sees this like because he is partially there because yes. you know to have a chinese driver like let's be honest you know yes, yes he he he's a good decent driver and whatever and partially he's there because of the money too and mm-hmm. which often those can go hand in hand because when you have a driver from a country that hasn't had representation before on the grid you're going to have sponsors from that country who are going to be eager to sponsor that driver to sponsor the team mm-hmm. potentially etc and so 
you know, those two can go hand in hand. Like it is expected, I'm sure, that when and if there is another American F1 driver, that there'll be American companies oh. who will want to sponsor. Oh, he's them. just he's afraid he's going to lose that Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just felt like very, it felt like very pompous, like Eurocentric, you know. So pompous. Like very, yeah. Like, and meanwhile, dude, you just were on a team with a guy for like three years or however long he was at Williams, where the only reason, okay, well, that's right. He wasn't there the entire three years. He was there just the last year, whatever. You know, Latifi is only there for his money, um, primarily, you know, let's, let's be honest. Um, And, and so he didn't have anything to say about that, I guess. (laughs) Right. But, but when it comes to a nationality, someone's nationality, no, we have to, it has to be merit first. You know, that's that's such garbage because there are so many great American drivers, especially like Joseph Newgarden, an incredible IndyCar driver. Mm -hmm. You know, Danica Patrick, very successful IndyCar driver. Mm -hmm. I was reading about her. She actually went and competed in Europe, but lost sponsorship. And that's why she came back to the U.S. Sounds like a familiar story. So part of of the problem is, is that the United States is very isolated Mm -hmm. culturally and geographically from Europe. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's yes, still a Western nation. That's not what I'm not getting at, but culturally isolated from Europe. Yep. Um, and Canada, I would say, I don't know. It's there are two Canadian drivers who are actually both pay drivers. Let's be honest. Like you said, you know, well, the deal with that they, is, they, but they were born in the right in the right family. Yeah, you know? they got they won the genetic lottery there. Right. So, but uh, but yeah, that was the other thing that George um, he was like, I've not really had any experience with American drivers. Not that I can really remember. Maybe there was one or two when we were going through karting, Um, and I'm like George. First of all, you've been going like you you were in the different categories you were at the age you were in. So how would you even know if there was a driver that might have been either older or younger than you that might have been decent from the U.S. You know, number one, number two, it's like it's like what you just said like it's it's very difficult to in fact Colton Herta who we just talked about actually did uh drive in Europe for a while he was trying to like he uh, like he with the goal of you know hopefully getting to F1 someday like like everyone does who starts out you mm-hmm. know going and people know they have to come to Europe for like karting and for they, they gotta know get into F2. that's where they're yeah. gonna yeah they know they have to compete against the best and the best are um if you're trying to get into Formula One are gonna be in Europe and so um and so he did that for a while and then I think he just wasn't you know he, he wasn't getting funding or whatever yeah uh probably Which is you know sa- typical story insane because if you saw what I saw this past weekend you'd be like I know. What the hell? I mean, you know, he's very good. Like, I think that, you know, he, again, like George didn't, you know, he, uh, him and Colton are like sort of similar ages though, but like they maybe, maybe Colton wasn't there when he was, or maybe he, you know, or then there are probably, and there are other people too. Like there's, um, I don't know how good he is. I haven't looked at like his junior record or any of the, but like there's, uh, Logan Sargent who's on Williams's payroll. He's American. <laughs> like, I guess George is saying he sucks, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's very it's kind of like it's giving like a very like we don't want you in our clubhouse vibe, you know, like silly Americans. Yeah, it's the same. Like, <laughs> we'll take your money, but we don't want you here. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, you know, meanwhile, they're all very excited about going to race in Vegas, I guess. You know, they seem pretty psyched about that. 
like and, and uh but but no our drivers i guess suck you know like it's no, no, no. and that, so wherever this was whatever the circumstances were of these questions being asked apparently uh carlos signs was there as well and he also agreed uh even though his although his comments sounded like a little nicer and gentler <laughs> But I feel I'm starting to I, I'm starting to have like negative feelings about George because of this. And I feel sort of like bad about it or whatever, but probably going to be at Mercedes for a long while. I'm no, sure. I, mean, and I like George. It was a shitty thing to say. Yeah, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to brush it off. As, I, mean, as, I still uh, like him, yeah. but it was it was a crappy thing to say. And he should he should have maybe thought about what he was saying more. But, you know, yeah. we all have moments where we say things that we shouldn't say and. I know, but that hardly ever happens to George. Yeah. Like, it's so rare. I don't know. Maybe they are feeling the pressure. They think Colton Hurd is going to come in and smoke their asses. Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I mean, you know what? Next Vegas race, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting money on the books. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going we're gonna to lose all our money, but it'll be fun. <laughs> or maybe we'll win. You never know. You never know. Um, but, uh, so yeah, but this actually, this, uh, dovetails into like, you know, again, all stuff we talked about yesterday, but are talking about again, (laughs) um, (laughs) for Uh the benefit of you, dear listeners, like, I hope everyone appreciates, we're working our butts off here for you, um, (laughs) of doing this again. Um, but yeah, like this is sort of like now this like burgeoning, you know, IndyCar versus F1 America versus Europe kind of like thing that's happening now i feel like you know you're seeing people uh online being like indycar is better than f1 no f1's better than indycar you know now with f1 having two races in the u.s next year three it's like i feel like some indycar fans or other people whatever might feel like this is kind of like an encroachment mm-hmm. you know on 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 their territory and f1 uh people are kind of maybe feeling like oh, you know, we're better than you, you know. <laughs> so, like, you see that kind of attitude sometimes from, I think, I think you know, when we see George saying stuff like this, this mirrors what some fans feel. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you because know. IndyCar is a primarily American yeah. sport. And not all the drivers are American. They're drivers from yeah, no. all over the yeah. world they in They come IndyCar. from all over, yep. But, yeah, but I think definitely a lot of people for sure view um, IndyCar as, like, you know, um, not as prestigious as F1 and I, I guess on some level it isn't but it's it's not it doesn't like diminish uh, IndyCar at all to say that it's um, that it's uh, um, you know IndyCar as a series is, is just very different to F1 yes like they have way less money um, they they but they're they have as a you know partially as the reason or as the result or whatever you want to call it like they also are different in a lot of really nice ways like they um allow a lot greater like fan access um to the teams and the drivers like when you go to a race the races are super inexpensive compared to f1 races it's a lot more of like a family i would say atmosphere it's a lot more of like where you could afford to take your family (laughs) as opposed to an f1 race so allow me to go on my TED talk. Um, <laughs> no, we, we talked about this yesterday once again, but mm-hmm. I know we were talking about like IndyCar and F1, they're different enough of a product. That's what you were saying. And my response yeah. was, I don't know if that's necessarily true. To us as mm. racing fans, they are a different product and they are, but to the general public, I don't see that. 
Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Like I hadn't really thought of that, but it yeah, it might be. It might be the case that people are like, oh, it's it's a race at a track. You know, right. they're not necessarily differentiating between one and the other, but they'd be d- able to differentiate on the cost though. <laughs> If they go to look for tickets. That being said, I do think that what IndyCar needs to do, now this is coming from somebody who has watched a total of maybe three IndyCar races in my entire life, (laughs) so clearly the expert. Um, Yeah, totally. F1 is really good at branding. Yeah. They're really good at branding and marketing themselves. And the branding on on an IndyCar is not good. It, it's yeah, shit. It's, it, that's what it is. I'm gonna just gonna say that it's, it's <laughs> garbage. It could be better. No, it's it's, it's garbage. Nice. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> wow, I'm being really mean this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's the lack right. of sleep, guys. I'm very sorry. I I'm think still so. in San Francisco. I think so. Yeah, um, poor Elle's been working her butt off at her actual job. So <laughs> the, um, the one yeah. that makes me money. Right. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Um. Anyways, no, I just think that, like, F1 is really good at branding themselves, right? Yeah. yeah and I, I, IndyCar, I want you to brand yourselves better because there is a way to brand yourself being true and authentic to yourself, like that Indiana, yeah. Yeah. down-to-earth, Midwestern mm-hmm. vibe mm-hmm. that IndyCar gives off. There's a way to translate that into the branding. I don't think that's coming across right now. Yeah, it's it, I I guess it demonstrably isn't because I feel like, you know, like we've talked about this, how like I didn't I think neither of us knew really a lot about it. I mean, of course, we didn't know anything about F1 either yeah. before we got into F1. But like at the same time, um, I, I know that me personally, like after I'd gotten into F1 and been in F1 for a while, I was like, oh, there's all these other racing series. Let me take a look at, you know, Formula E and W series and this and that and like see what else is going on. And and uh, I don't know, endurance racing or yeah. rallying or, you know, the, and, and IndyCar like didn't like pop into my mind. Like, well, why not? I mean, I'm living here in the U.S. Not we that live far from two and a half hours away from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay. Yeah. Like this or is our backyard. I think it's more like three and a half. It's it's two and a half to Road America though. It, it, well, it's um, two and a half. With, I have it's mapped three this. and a half with the hour <laughs> time change. It's, oh, it's really oh, only two and a half it. driving. Oh, okay. Distance. Okay. okay. Maybe that's the case. I hope you're right because then that's closer. But not that we're going change. or anything. Maybe no, someday. Though. Maybe someday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we're you know, and for us to not really know about it is is clearly i feel like it is definitely like some kind of a failure of marketing not reaching us right and there there was this indie car split back in the 90s and i think that really kind of put a hamper on the sport like it really yeah. it, it did a disservice to the growth of the yeah. sport in in the united yeah. states but that being said also part of the issue with with indycar is nbc sports and <laughs> right. i NBC Sports is the absolute worst coverage of sports. <laughs> That's right. In it's general, bad. in general, like the Olympics, the Olympics, oh. terrible NFL, not great. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't outdo the Tony Romo Jim Nance duo of CBS Sports. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's NBC IndyCar coverage on NBC is bad. It does this even... Yeah, like their graphics aren't great. They don't have... The actual, like, camera direction isn't the best. Isn't the best. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's going on. Yes, it is hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. The split screen commercials isn't even the worst part. The worst part (laughs) is when they just cut away from the race. The actual, yeah, the ones where they completely cut away. Oh, 
this person's <laughs> leading, and then you come back, and they're like, oh, my God, this person's yeah, now 10th. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what the hell happened? I, I wonder why they can't. There must be some reason, I'm sure, why they can't split screen all of them. Like, they could just, why can't Money. they do that, you know? Because oh, NBC, probably, NBC yeah. likes ad, can sell ad space Yeah, I guess you probably money. can't. I guess you probably can't charge as much or something when it's half the screen because you're not giving them the full eyeballs of the viewers. It's all so, ad, yeah, it's that, all ad money, I'm which sure. I'm like, yeah, I can't I'm believe sure. you can't go get like yeah, I don't get it. I don't know why or something. I know to, somebody, to sponsor the, the race because like Mother yeah. Mother's Polish is the sponsor. I mean, I know, like that doesn't sound like a ginormous like conglomerate corporation, no. right? Like that doesn't. I'm sure. It's, thank you, you to know, Mother's Polish, my favorite yeah, company. Thank you very much. In the United States really. currently, seriously. Who, if people who aren't who don't watch in the U.S. wouldn't know this, but so Mother's Polish is a company that sponsors F1 coverage on ESPN, our sports channel here in the U.S. that shows F1, and there are no commercials. There's no, so, it, it's uh, thanks to yeah, wonderful, and I hope that it it's continues great. to stay commercial free. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, um, I, I'm hopefully it will. Yeah. So um, my but, thing about the IndyCar yeah. is that I do think the racing is maybe better. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like that a lot of the time. So it really if does. if if the product was presented better, yeah, and it, I'm not yeah. saying that you have to do this drive to survive style show. I'm not saying that at all. I don't necessarily you, agree. Do you know with that, that they're like planning on doing I that? I think I know, and I'm, I'm excited I, for it. But I'm not saying yeah, that they it'll have probably to be do good, it. You know, um, yeah. But if you just if you just put a little pizzazz on the product, yeah. I think that it would you would interest more people. Yeah, and I think they need to, you know, they they need to do more to, like, promote the teams and the drivers, like, the way that, um, I mean, of course, the teams and drivers do it themselves to some degree in, in Formula One, but, like, Formula One itself also does it, and, and their broadcast partners and everything, you know, like, Sky F1 will mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff, and, you know, there's, uh, and all the other broadcasters and everything, so, yeah, they need to do more stuff like that. Like, I'm, I've seen they do, they do, like, some stuff, uh, but, yeah, I feel like they need to do more. Uh, because th- their drivers are also really uh, fun, interesting, yeah. cool personalities, same as, uh, same as everybody Formula else. drivers. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, all racing drivers are seem like there's there's very rarely like a like a super dull you know like I mean, they, they put themselves in a metal box and then like yeah. fling their bodies right 200 miles yeah. per hour around a circle you really can't so, be too dull like, yeah it's, you know i mean like as an example guys like if you don't know like colton herda who not only is he one of the best drivers in the series okay he hasn't like won the championship yet i don't think right like no he's, no he's still, so last yeah. year this i do know because i did watch the last IndyCar race <laughs> last year the last yeah. one it was alex palu uh alex Palou. Palou, thank you, you. and it. then yeah. two yeah. i think the year prior was Joseph Newgarden because Joseph okay. Newgarden's won yeah, like twice. Right. Yeah, but I, I don't know has. if they were consecutive. Yeah, I don't. And know last year it came down to the wire, like it came down to the right, last race. Right, right. It was it was very close. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it was, it was at it was Long an Beach. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But anyway, like Colton, like as an example, Colton uh, plays drums in a band. In addition to being an indie car driver, like that is so Some cool. Good time management skills. That is, it, you're right. I know. Send me um, a line, Colton, because I need it. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, anyway, they're all also all very cool, like, nice, funny people, you know, basically. Yeah. So it's like they need to make stars of them more. So hopefully they'll hopefully they'll do that in the coming years. I think they're starting to, like, get that yeah. idea more. And, um, yeah. Uh, but um, so as we don't get completely, completely, completely off yeah, track. Yeah, sorry. We've, um, I, thank you for listening to my TED Talk about, about IndyCar <laughs> and branding and um, 
Please call me, yeah. IndyCar. Hire us, IndyCar. Please call me. <laughs> um, my first plan of action will be taking you away from NBC Sports. <laughs> or, okay. or conversely, NBC Sports, do call me and maybe we can figure something out. We'll tell you how to make the coverage better. Yeah. Because if you, yeah, like, I mean, you know like, what? they don't have. I'm sorry. NBC Sports, if you can present Premier League matches without commercials, then you can present IndyCar without commercials. I know. That is the Done. Part. Speaking of IndyCar, from, I saw this video where um, Alex Rossi was doing uh, this thing and he was like driving around in the go-kart with this guy and he's talking about the track, whatever. And then he was like talking about he was, what he was going to have for dinner that night, <laughs> which was like white rice, like salmon, a Caesar salad, he said. And then like, and he said there's going to be like a mango salsa on the uh-huh. salmon. I was impressed. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's making the stuff himself or not, but like nicely done uh yeah yeah and then he was like saying he was excited for dessert to try the i think they're still fairly new um trader joe's you know they have these mini like ice cream cones that are like yes those are so good they are really good they have and they used to just have vanilla and chocolate but now they also have chocolate chip and the ones that he was going to be having were the cappuccino ones i've had the Uh, coffee ones or the cappuccino those ones are are they good? good yeah okay yeah so so you and they're and they're teeny tiny like they're yeah they're you eat like two at a time yeah know, they're teeny tiny but they're delicious they're small yeah they're very good they're very good so i was like you know trader joe's maybe you could sponsor we indycar could have like, a whole nother podcast <laughs> where i just wax poetic about how much i like trader joe's yeah i mean everyone could do that podcast um, yeah <laughs> Oh, they're just it's very so lovable. It's so they're good. very lovable because they have a lot of really delicious things. I was I was in um, the yeah. quick quick um, anecdote. I was in the Trader Joe's <laughs> downstairs, like you know, around the corner from where I'm staying here, yeah. and there were there are a lot of Europeans in San Francisco. Huh. Why I don't know. They oh, well. they be traveling here, and um, so <laughs> there was these these girls in front of me. They were French, and they were obviously talking in French. So like you know whatever. They were standing in front of me in line. And, you know, they always have, like, things in the line to, like, make you buy more shit, which always, right. always works, right. especially <laughs> at Trader Joe's. So I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I'm really good at, I'm pretty good at ignoring those things, actually. I'm, uh, I'm like, you know, because I know that that's what they're trying yeah. to do. And I'm like, nope, I will not buy that thing because I know that that's what you're trying to get me to do. I won't do it. You well, can't make me. <laughs> well, so this one, they had, like, a little stand of just the everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh yeah, that and stuff is the good, girls yeah. were like, "Oh my god, we found it!" Like they must have had like <laughs> been out like on the shelf where like it normally is, and they're like, "Oh my god, we found it!" They're like, "We have to get it for our avocado <laughs> toast." Like they're going on. Oh, well, that's they're, like, smart. Going that's smart. It's you delicious would avocado that on toast. There. Yeah, but they're yeah. like going on about the <laughs> this seasoning, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe that this this legend of the everything but the bagel <laughs> seasoning has made it to France." <laughs> I feel I feel uh I feel kind of happy about that as an American I have to say although you know FYI for anyone that doesn't know Trader Joe's isn't technically an American company like they're um aren't they they're owned by like the same company that owns like Aldi right and yes the, but it was it was a German sold. company it was, I mean I'm sure that they have headquarters here I'm sure but yeah well it was started in like, California and it they it sold to yeah. Aldi Oh, that's right. They didn't. It wasn't that they were part of them to begin with. No, okay. it, it, it yeah. sold to Aldi. Anyway, Trader Joe's. If you're listening, you should sponsor IndyCar. I'm just saying. Um, you know, Alexander Rossi loves your cones. We love your cones. It's a, it's a, it's a no brainer. Again, I could do. We could do multiple podcasts of all <laughs> yeah. the things that I love. At Trader Joe's. <laughs> we'll have to do that sometimes, just for the heck of it. 
just quickly, because there are things that I want to get to that we didn't get to in our take one that I, you know, <laughs> that I actually felt bad that we didn't get to. Quick, um, quick side note. We were talking yeah. about or Alexander Rossi and his um, yep. golf cart. How I want him on the golf cart, Seb on the scooter. Yes. Battle Royale at Road America. <laughs> that would be amazing. Tell me. Oh, oh, Seb was actually invited to Road America. Thank you for reminding me. Seb was like, so when the Miami Grand Prix was going on, and of course there was all this discourse online about like IndyCar versus F1, America versus Europe, you know, um, people were excited. People in IndyCar fans or whoever was excited that they actually, like Seb in the press conference before the race, he said something about it. Maybe it was, at, oh no, it wouldn't have been after the race. I think it was before the race. Like he talked about, he was like, yeah, this track is nice and all, but he's like, I like the classic tracks. Uh, like, and I think he like he like mentioned Road America, mm-hmm. and so people, of course, were really excited over here. Like, oh, Seb mentioned us, you know, um, and uh, and and then um, uh, that guy. Uh, now I know how to pronounce his name correctly. It's actually Ray Hal or Ray Hall. Ray, I still don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. The guy who was unhappy with Grosjean. At, oh, uh, yes. At, yeah, him. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and then the team has the same name because it's like his father owns the team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I will just refrain from saying it for now. Uh, but he, uh, he like, tweeted. He was like, Seb, come, like, you know, and I think he tagged, like, Aston Martin or whatever. He was like, you know, Seb, it would be an honor if you would come to Road America and drive one of our cars, you know, whatever. And then, like, uh, then, then the uh, team account or whoever, or his, I think it was actually his dad who's, like, the, you know, boss of the team. Mm-hmm. like also tweeted like yeah like let's do it you know and of course we don't know if oh my god lauren stroll would probably throw a paperweight <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well like, they didn't mean like forever they meant just to like, as, like know, a try it out. Or whatever, yeah yeah just for as a yeah it would be like a cool thing you know to do um, Still, and so I'm like, I'm fit. like, please let's please do that, and then like sell tickets, and because Road America is not that far from us, like we would go. No, oh, I'd be there. Like meet Seb, and let's let let's make that happen. It'd be like honoring I mean, my 16 year old self who used to watch clips of yeah Seb in the Red Bull. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. yes. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. You know, Seb's so sweet. He totally meet the fans and talk to everyone and so it would be great so i i really hope that that's something that could actually happen because that would be super cool and it would be interesting to see how he would do in an indie car he's usually a pretty quick learner so, yeah uh, i assume he probably could do decent job smoke um, the field yeah yeah totally w series came back this season just fyi if you're not watching w series you know check it out support the ladies um and uh because you know uh, they, they now you can watch now on in the, in the U.S. You can watch on ESPN, which is awesome. Uh, they have a three year deal with Sky now as well. So you can watch them in Europe if you obviously if you only if you get a subscription to Sky. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I mean, they had actually awesome stats at the Miami Grand Prix at their this was this was their season opener. They have I forget how many races it is they do, but it's obviously way fewer than F1 and and other series, but um they uh, yeah, they had a, a huge number of their viewership was really um high. Um they had there was a lot of it was like the highest percentage ever of female viewers, which is cool. Hopefully they're there's great. Some young girls watching. Yeah. might be like, "Hey, I can do that." Exactly. Maybe. exactly. That looks like fun. And then maybe, you know, get into carding or whatever. Um, And uh, so, yeah, um, check that out because now it's 
more easily available and findable for you to watch. And they're doing, F1 is making now um, highlight packages of W Series stuff the way they do on YouTube, which is completely free so <laughs> to great. anyone to watch. So check those out. Um, you know, support support the racing ladies. Yeah. That's what we all should do more of, I think. Yes. And get Jamie Chadwick in F3. Yes, please. Yes, please. Like, because that is just ridiculous, honestly. Still. So ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. The thing that we didn't get to last time that I really wanted to touch on at least was that um, that there's this, like, growing rift between F1 and the FIA, yeah. which is, like, mind-boggling, sort of. Very interesting. But it's very interesting because so apparently, um, you know, if 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 you guys haven't read or heard about it, like basically, uh, there, you know, that there are allegedly senior F one figures who are you know actively questioning whether they need the FIA involved in the sport, which is kind of nuts. <laughs> They're looking at ways in in which they could be removed from from being involved apparently according to BBC Sport which is the BBC so it's not just like some one of those Italian, Italian websites, websites. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this <James>. is a reputable <laughs> a reputable organization <laughs> reported this um so i'm inclined to think that they have you know reliable sources yeah, absolutely. which they're of course not naming but you know it's it's uh, you know senior f1 figures sounds like they'd be people that are fairly high up you know, not just like some guy yeah. <laughs> well he's not an f1 figure he's they mean i think they mean people who actually like work oh, like okay. fom like formula one management like people like you know ross braun or, yeah or, i don't know, you know sh- it's probably not him but i you know a vp um, or something something or whatever. yeah other other high level people yeah this isn't like you know they're not talking to like michael massey about this <laughs> He's not a senior figure. Not anymore. Um, no. But like, yeah, apparently some of the friction we've been seeing in terms of this whole like jewelry and underwear thing and the fact that, you know, like uh, when they recently voted on the sprint races for next season, uh, it's it's pretty hilarious, actually, that that uh, the teams were now like, OK, fine, let's do six races. We're on board with that, you know, because they were assured that they could get, I think, you know, the more, uh, more, the, more cap, more money. Yeah. In case for the cost cap, because, of course, they were concerned like yeah. they um, um, it was F, F1 wanted to do six this season. Very valid like, concern. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely valid. Totally valid. It is, yeah, stuff can happen, you know. Uh, that's another session. Charles can just like, pull, pull a Charles and... I mean, exactly, you know, or or, or Nikki, you know, anyone. Uh, anyway, so and, and now this year when they've, they've had a meeting about that already and the teams were all like, okay, cool, we're in. Let's do six races next, six sprint races next season. Uh, but the FIA was actually like, oh, we're not sure. We have to um, determine if we have enough staffing or whatever, something it was. A, but like basically it has come out that like they want money from the teams in order to facilitate the fact that there's going to be this you know additional burden on them and and their staff and whatever so there i'm like there's a lot to unpack here you're already getting a lot of money from these people (laughs) like f1 is like some it's some huge percentage of their like like most of the fia's money comes from one so unsurprisingly so here's the thing right the question the main question is does f1 need the FIA. The answer is absolutely no. They do not need the FIA. And the reason I say this is because most sports, well, most American sports, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, soccer is under the the umbrella of FIFA, which is a whole mess. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> a whole other story. A whole other story. The NBA has their own refs. The NFL yeah. has their own safety, yeah. quote unquote, safety and ref refing system. Same yeah, with MLB. Baseball has uh, the umpire. Their yeah, their own and umpire, and actually getting into racing series in the U.S. The racing series in the U.S. are not governed by the FIA. Yeah, there there is an organization that governs NASCAR, IndyCar, etc. Right. They have a relationship with the FIA, but the FIA does not have control or say over them. Right. They can ask them, hey, you know, maybe you want to try this or we this is our recommendation, but they yeah. ultimately have no authority over these racing series. Right. Right. Michael Massey yeah, is have, not coming to haunt yeah. Talladega, okay? Right. <laughs> thank God for that. And thank um. God for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know. I mean, honestly, it does seem to like, like, I don't know. It's not a direct comparison, of course. But like when I think about... Uh, the way that sports are governed here in the U.S. by, um, you know, not this whole outside thing, you know, uh, in terms of like when we talk about football or baseball or um, whatever, the NBA, you know, it, it seems to still work very well. And in, in yeah. terms of the uh, central governing structure, in terms of, you know, not the refereeing aspect, but the rest of it is it seems to work also OK. Like it's basically they'll have like, a you know, there's a, the league is the is the leadership structure. And yes. The league is made up of and, and that. Um, there are people that work just for the league, like the way that there are people that work for FOM for Formula One management. They're not working at the teams; they're working for. Yes, Formula correct. One. Yes, so it's similar to that. Where like Formula One is like the league, correct? So like they could have like they. Whereas the analogy to an American sport would be like the NFL is governed by the NFL, the national. That's you know the correct. Yes, its own entity, and they don't have. There is no extra entity like the FIA. No, it's definitely conceivable. Whether it would be better or worse, I I don't know. I guess honestly, it's hard to say. It's hard to say and yes it would be so it would be a lot of work for f1 to set this up yeah yeah don't get me wrong so i think you know that's something that they have to very much question and as they they should question people from the fia well that's probably what (laughs) would end up happening yeah exactly so that i mean that's something that they have to kind of do you know a cost-benefit analysis on but the question is do they does f1 need the fia Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, no, whereas FIA definitely needs F1 yes. is the thing and, and because here, they get so much money from them and they get very, very little in comparison yes. from, you know, other, of course, because F1 is, you know, F1 and it's so big and it, it's the huge. Exactly. And, so, and there yeah. lies the problem, I think, that would make me sad if F1 didn't kind of did away with FIA is that it would not bring in money for other racing series, which I think are really important, like World yeah, Endurance Racing that's a good point. and world rallying which are series that i like and they're under the fia umbrella yeah Yeah. but that being said the fia i feel like they need to go to some kind of like therapy like with f1 you know like like couples couples therapy yeah you know because even just with this jewelry and underwear thing like recently there was this guy came out who who was like the uh, and this is another thing. I have no idea how the GPDA works because, like, I thought that Seb and George were like the, uh, you know, presidents or whatever mm-hmm. of it. But then there's this other guy who's like a former driver, Alex. Maybe he does more of like the day to day operations. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Because they're kind of busy, obviously. With yeah, yeah, they might not have as much uh, time for that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, like he came out and was like, "Well, like I think their hearts are in the right place with this underwear and jewelry stuff, but I think it should have been handled better. It should have been handled differently." Like this isn't the way I would have done it if I were like the FIA. And I was like, yeah, like that's already a good point. Well, you know, here's, here's another point that kind of makes me mad about it. Other than it just being like stupid and, <laughs> um, 
maybe racist, but Lewis Hamilton is by far the biggest moneymaker for F1, correct? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And F1 is by far the biggest moneymaker for the FIA. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Lewis Hamilton is the biggest moneymaker for the FIA. <laughs> I think that's called the transitive property. Yes. And that that might be correct. So don't, I don't know. I've always I was bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh-huh. Um, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, no. That's essentially it's, it's what I'm saying. I mean, and that has been the narrative even in the press, both Lewis and Seb being like among, you know, the most highly decorated drivers in terms of world championships, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, being the, the you know, a kind of elder statesman and very respected, of course, in the sport. Them both, you know, doing these like stunts, whatever you want to call it, with the whole Lewis wearing all the jewelry he owns <laughs> and Seb wearing his underwear over his race suit. Love being it. like that this is, you know, if you're if you're kind of alienating your top talent like you're not doing a great job with you know what you're actually supposed to be doing here and so I think that that guy he yeah he was like he's like well like I don't disagree with them even on these things like I said but he was like this isn't like how you approach this like it shouldn't you know it should have been done a different way and I was like yeah like why you know (laughs) it's just so very clearly targeted yeah that's the thing it's just it's just very also confrontational and very like all of a sudden now you're enforcing you know these rules that you've like never enforced before you know yeah it's like a game of chicken i think right like yeah i think the like the faa is like trying to see if they'll back down yeah that's right that's right it does seem like that it's like a staring contest between them very dangerous (laughs) game the faa is playing a very dangerous game and they they yeah. should be the it's, ones it's, to it's like down. a staring contest it's a staring contest exactly. they're like who's gonna blink first us or lewis <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm like lewis is not I'm gonna like, blink uh, lewis is not gonna blink like no, no. <laughs> lewis doesn't give a single fuck like he's not yeah like don't this isn't gonna work so yeah i don't so i don't know that's gonna be very interesting to watch if you know i mean that apparently yeah, some people have talked to BBC Sport about the fact that they are trying to figure out ways to remove the FIA. And so, I mean, for it to have gotten that serious, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see if that's something and, and that you, they, you know. And you, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes because there could be more things that the FIA is doing behind the scenes that have pissed up one off. Yeah, yeah, there could be. There could be. Yeah, I don't know. Like the so far they ha- I haven't at least the news hasn't come out yet whether it's officially going to be the six sprint races or not yeah. because uh like I guess you know the FIA was like we have to figure out if that's doable for us or whatever. But again, the story was that like in reality it was like that uh Mohammed bin Salim was like give us the money and you can have the six sprint races. <laughs> and Yikes. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Yikes. Like it's just it's not a good look. Not a good look. It's not a good look. No. Well, you know what? No. Grand Prix racing existed before the FIA and it will exist after the FIA. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I I that that is a really good point though about I would feel bad for the other racing series for sure and yeah. for whatever other because they do do like some good stuff yeah. you know right oh like the gosh, FIA yeah. does that whole you know safety and whatever thing Girls on and they track promote yeah all these yeah they promote all these good things also so it would then have less money for all that stuff and that wouldn't be good so yeah so we'll see very very quickly before we do tweet of the week and then before we peace out of here um because we need our rest, as you've already determined. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> I didn't really mean today. I'm sorry to everybody yeah, listening. No, wow. no, it's, no, it's good. I like it. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think you should get less sleep more often. <laughs> no, I'll pass. We'll get your total unbiased opinions all the time then, not hold anything back. Well, it's normally be brand I do give you my unvarnished opinions. They're just packaged no, that's a true. little nicer. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. 
that's right. But it's but it's like less, you know, it's it's a, it's a little less exciting that way. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an F1 analogy. It's like, you know, when you go wheel to wheel, like you want a little bit of contact. You don't want anyone to crash out or get hurt. That's true. You want a little contact. You do want, you want a little, want a little s- You know, yeah. yeah. It's like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just stop sleeping and this is going <laughs> to be a fantastic podcast. But, yeah, just very quickly, um, we're going to put the links, of course, for you guys in the show notes. As always, there were some really good pieces that came out mm-hmm. recently. One from um, our good friend Elizabeth Blackstock at Jalopnik, which talked about her experience going to the Miami Grand Prix and um, how she experienced it as someone who grew up lower middle class or, you know, even poor, really, than how it was this, you know, culture shock sort of situation, even though she's been working in motorsport journalism for quite a while. It's a really great piece and, you know, touched on like that aspect that we don't really talk about much of like the classism of F1 as a whole, like <laughs> not just in terms of the ticket prices and the sponsors and the everything, but the, 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 you know, the drivers, the teams, the whole lifestyle it's promoting of like, you know, these globe trotting millionaires, you know, right. Flying, jetting around the world, doing whatever they want. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And then there was a really great piece by our friend RJ Young, who is, if you're into college football, by the way, you should check out his other work, uh, which is what he actually does yeah. for money. Um, <laughs> but he also loves F1. He wrote a really great piece on um, the Fox Sports uh, website, which is one of our American websites here. You know, so maybe you don't want to go on it if you're a European. You know, it's not good enough not for good you. Enough. Um, <laughs> college football? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. They're like, they don't really don't get it. They're like, it's not football, it's soccer. <laughs> That's what we say. That's what but we anyway, say, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, RJ wrote a really nice piece about Lewis. It was a very nice piece that, especially if you're a member of Team LH, like yes, we are, you will enjoy choice. it very much. And if you're not, you should read it anyway, because it was very good. And okay, without further ado, uh, tweet of the week. let's do our tweet of the week um, <laughs> but yeah our tweet of the week suit. this year uh, this year this week this year, <laughs> the good year. Lord. <laughs> i think i've not had enough sleep either apparently our tweet of the week yet yeah, tweet of the, it's not tweet of the year okay get it together anna we've broken uh the the male stranglehold that has been on tweet of the week so far and now it's one of our lovely female listeners that uh, is the big winner this week. And that's our friend Molly, who is at uh, MollyFS44 on Twitter. And of course, a big Lewis Hamilton fan, as are we. Also, big IndyCar fan, yeah. uh, which makes her awesome. Uh, and she's awesome in other ways. Uh, she tweeted, uh, so I had been tweeting stuff during the on our show account during the um indycar race and so i mentioned that i said colin uh colton herda was pulling like a verstappen out in the front this was towards the end of the race uh where he was leading and he was about to win and but he was like yeah he was like make, the gap was growing to uh simon pagino in second place and like he so it felt very like max verstappen like which is what you know he'll get out in front and then it's like you're never gonna see him again driving away <laughs> he just yeah he pulls away pulls away pulls away until he's got you know enough time to make a pit stop and still be in first so yeah um so uh so molly replied (laughs) i guess she she liked the tweet um and then she replied that just to be clear i'm liking this post for herda not for verstappen (laughs) 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 which was funny (laughs) 
Like she wanted it to be made clear that she's a fan of Colton, not of Max, Uh, which, you know, we understand because we feel similarly. Yeah. (laughs) Which, for the record, we don't hate Max. No, we don't hate Max. We're just fan. We're just Lewis fangirls. That's really all it is. Yeah, we're Lewis. And I mean, I I just, you know, last season was, you know, it was was rough. It was rough. Yeah. And uh, Max, you know, he's an excellent driver, but he, as a person, I think, you know, he still has some growing up and maturing to do that I hope he'll do someday. Yeah, he's 21. So young. I was Um, stupid when I was 21. 21 or is he? 22. Regardless, I was stupid at both yeah, ages. It's, 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 yeah. It's, I'm still dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, congratulations, Molly. Um, as Yay, usual, thanks, you are Molly. the winner of nothing at all. Uh, our love and devotion. You have our love and devotion. We appreciate you. <gasps> we um, do appreciate you, Molly. Yeah. yeah, we totally appreciate you, as we do all our listeners. And so, if you want to be in the running for Tweet of the Week, make sure you follow us on Twitter at racing underscore incident. And when we tweet things, tweet things back at us <laughs> that are funny or interesting or informative or whatever the case may be. And you might be the winner. Uh, on a future tweet of the week this is an honorable mention for tweet of the week to hector our dear dear friend of the pod former winner of tweet of the week i think more than once more than once he always he's always popping off with good tweets yeah 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 he's a mainstay in the tweet of the week category definitely um i'm in san francisco like i've said i had i had tweeted that people who wear open toe shoes in this city are very brave but also very (laughs) stupid It's very dirty here. I I had no idea it was that bad. I I've been to San Francisco, but it was in like 2016 and 2017, so I guess it was better then. So that day where I was like, people are stupid for doing this. <laughs> I I nearly stepped on in a puddle of what I think was urine. Uh huh. A dead yeah. a dead roadkill rat. Ew. And I can't believe it. it in in yeah. in the span of a minute. Like all in the street. <laughs> so I had said people who wear open toed shoes are very brave okay, yeah. and very stupid. Got it. Don't wear open toed shoes in San Francisco. Okay. Okay. Check. Check. <laughs> and he tweeted back at me a map of all of the places that actively have poop on the street. Yeah. Very handy. So thank you, Hector. I appreciate it. And it's accurate. I mean, I think it's amazing that someone's like put that to put that together. It's like, from you a local community somebody's college. Somebody's like has spent time keeping track of where all mm-hmm. the poop is. It's from a local community college. I think it's I was reading about it. It's like a data oh, maybe it's like a data it class like a project. project. Oh, okay. Okay. And that it, makes sense. They take like user, Still, user submissions. They would have had to basically. gather it's all like, that information. Yeah. Yeah. Crowd, yeah. crowd submissions. Oh, user sub- okay, okay. So they didn't actually do it all themselves. Yeah, but I no, see. they 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 built the data set. And yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. I appreciate those those students at the community college. That's wonderful. There, you know, that's the the, the children are our future. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing things doing like great things. making poop maps. I think that's wonderful. You know, keep your shoes clean. Great. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it that's for it. us this week. Um, yeah, next week, of course, Spanish Grand Prix. Yay. Yay. We'll see. Barcelona. It could be boring. Vamos. I don't know. Vamos. Vamos. Maybe Carlos will do better. Maybe it'll be too stressful because it's his home race. We'll see. Well, it's also Fernando Alonso's home race. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also hasn't been having a great start to the season. So they're both going to hopefully be like it on is, fire. It is we'll time see. for El Plan. It is time. <laughs> Yes. All right. So on that note, until next week, on that note, adios. we will say bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love, and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. 
It is produced by myself and Ellen, and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race. This is not a grocery store podcast. So yeah, uh, Target, Mariano's, who else? Hive sponsor us. Give us a call. Hit us, hit us up. Jewel, sure, sure. Uh, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, please.